welcome to this week's episode of Seen and Heard, Industry Updates for the Modern Dairy Family. I'm Melissa Lima, your North Coast and Organic Field Services Rep with Western United Dairies, and I am here today solo as Darby is out in the field providing a tour to one of our legislative partners along with the Cattle Council folks and the Western United team. We are wishing them a great tour today and hopefully everyone's staying cool as the valley heat seems to be escalating just as the busy season is escalating in the dairy industry. Today we have a great episode. It is a little bit short as a couple of our guests had to reschedule, but we will be bringing you a market update with Kathleen Wolfley of Blimling & Associates. And we are very excited to host Veronique Lagrange, the director of the newly formed California Dairy Innovation Center, who's going to share a little bit with us about what the Innovation Center's priorities are and how they're looking forward to the next year. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Without further ado, here's Kathleen. Hi, I'm Jessica with PG&E. 811 is a free service to keep our community safe. Before you do any digging, PG&E will mark your gas and electric lines so you don't hit them. Call 811 before you dig. To learn more, visit pge.com safety. Hi, this is Kathleen from Blumling & Associates, filling in for Tiffany this week. There was still a lot of cheese looking for homes this week, leading to some weaker prices at the CME Spot Cheddar Market. Blocks settled Friday at $1.49 and a quarter. Per pound, down about a penny on the week. Barrels closed at $1.54 and a quarter per pound, down more than seven cents. Trading volume remains heavy with 14 lots of blocks and 42 lots of barrels changing hands. In the first three months of June, 161 lots of blocks and barrels combined changed hands in Chicago, up 85% or a whopping 96 loads from the same month a year ago. So we'll get a new milk production report out on Monday, but in the meantime, there still appears to be a lot of milk around. USDA reported spot milk in the Midwest trading at about $5 per hundredweight under class. That compares to about a dollar under class on the five-year average. Freight is another key discussion point across the industry. We continue to hear that elevated freight costs and supply chain snarls are impacting the movement of cheese across the country and even impacting the movement of cheese across the globe. For now, U.S. spot cheese prices remain competitive with the rest of the world. That should help to stir up some additional export opportunities in the near term. Cheddar prices at the latest global dairy trade event finished at $1.96 per pound, up just 0.1%, while German Edom prices closed the week at $1.76 per pound. Spot butter wavered in a four cent band this week. We continued to trade in this $1.75 to $1.85 per pound range. This week's we closed at $1.7850 per pound, up a penny from the prior Friday. People are still going to the grocery store to buy butter. Retail butter sales started the month on strong footing. During the week ending June 6th, purchases increased almost 20% versus 2019. And we're seeing increased promotional activity from grocers that are trying to keep consumers coming in the store and putting butter in their carts. Butter prices at Tuesday's GDT event decreased almost 2% to $1.69 per pound. On the non-fat dry milk front, Tuesday's GDT auction showed skimmel powder prices down almost 2% to $1.52 per pound. That weaker GDT event seemed to weigh a little bit on CME spot market prices, really kind of tempered the movement throughout the week. Ultimately, by Friday, CME spot nonfat closed at $1.2650 per pound, 
that was actually up a half cent on the week. Demand for U.S. powder still is in this hit-and-miss camp. Mexico was reportedly on the sidelines this week. Overall, continue to hear that with ample milk supplies, we're still seeing adequate supplies of non-veteran milk and skim milk powder here domestically. As we look at the grain markets, it is still a weather market in grains. Nearby corn and soybean futures plunged midweek on forecast for some much-needed rainfall and cooler temperatures in the Midwest. Think Iowa. Profit-taking and a weaker U.S. dollar also seem to keep some downward pressure on these markets. July corn closed at $6.55 per bushel, down about $0.29 on the week. July soybeans finished at $13.96 per bushel, $1.13 lower on the week. From a crop condition standpoint, corn conditions deteriorated a little bit during uh, the week ending June 13th, with 68% of the crop rated as good to excellent. That compares to 72% the week before. Soybeans fell too, with 62% of this season's crop rated in good to excellent condition. That compares to 67% the previous week. That's all for this week's market update. Yosemite Farm Credit is the farmer's choice for agriculture financing. As a farmer-owned cooperative, we are dedicated to serving our neighbors in the agriculture community with financial products and services tailored to your operation and backed with the relationship you can trust. Whether you're purchasing real estate, making improvements to the dairy, or wanting to purchase or lease equipment, we're here to help our members prosper. Visit our website at yosemitefarmcredit.com to find a branch location nearest you. love to welcome to the show Veronique LaGrange, the new director for the recently launched California Dairy Innovation Center. Thank you so much for joining us today, Veronique. Thank you, Melissa. It's an honor to be here today. Thank you. We are very excited to have you working in the California dairy industry. And I'm just wondering, um, as we get started, if you could tell us a little bit about your very vast background working in dairy. Oh, well, thank you. It's an honor. Yeah, I um I've been working in the dairy industry for a good, uh, what, uh, 30 years now? I mean, uh, started uh, back in Europe uh, studying nutrition and food science, and I moved to uh, the U.S. and went to the University of Wisconsin and did my master's thesis on, uh, on dairy projects there. Uh, and then I worked for the U.S. Dairy Export Council for over 20 years, uh, promoting you know, dairy products all around the world. And the last uh, two years, worked for the American Dairy Products Institute, okay. which represents the ingredient side of the business. And I had the opportunity to join the California Milk Advisory Board last December. Uh, and uh, it, it's just a great honor to be here and um, to help support the innovation efforts of the California dairy industry. And so I just will get it really quickly into the new Dairy Innovation Center. In my understanding, it's sort of the hub. It connects all the moving pieces of the dairy industry. So processors, producers, researchers, business development, marketing. Is that correct? And can you maybe expand on that a little bit? Oh, that's a, you have it exactly right. Yeah, there are, used to be a Dairy Product Technology Center, which was headquartered at Cal Poly. And so yeah. many are familiar with it. And of course, it's still there. We're just expanding the concept to make it more of a virtual collaboration 
Uh, so working with Calpol is still very closely, but also bringing in other universities such as uh, Fresno State uh, and of course UC Davis and the CDIC, California Dairy Innovation Center is a collaboration, not just of uh, academic partners, but also processors uh, in the state uh, and essentially educators uh, as well as innovators. So uh, it's, it's a, if you want a mandate, it's a little broader than just uh, an academic mandate or research mandate. We are there to promote innovation, working very closely with our producers and our processors. Awesome. Well, I wonder if you could share with us a little bit about maybe your vision over the next few years of how you're going to work to promote dairy products and, and kind of how the, all these moving pieces come together. Thank you, that's a great question. And we first, uh, I work very closely with the steering committee, uh, which consists of uh, of representative of our industry. And I should not uh, forget, of course, the California Dairy Research Foundation, uh, yeah. who works very closely, of course, with our uh, producers. Uh, so we worked for the past, what, four months, uh, five months in developing a strategic plan looking at what it is that we should be doing, uh, again, that will have the greatest impact in stimulating demand for, for dairy products. So of course, research by itself doesn't create demand, but we wanna help our processors create the products that are in demand. So that means, you know, addressing technical hurdles, making it easier for processors to accept, to adopt formulations, can know whether, solutions are uh, and essentially trying to do a little bit of the homework uh, so that they can uh, capture um, opportunities faster. So because of California's of course situation, um, a major opportunity is exports, right? So uh, we're already a large exporter. I think 33, 35% of the milk is currently exported in one form or, or another. But we know also that going forward, this is gonna be continued opportunities and CMAB has been working very hard already developing market but we, uh, we realize there's a huge opportunity for example to expand our exports and uh, and that's of interest to producers that sell more uh, fluid milk, uh, fluid milk to China, to Indonesia, to Vietnam, to South Asia maybe and a challenge, for example, is that we need to make sure this product has a long enough shelf life so that it reaches our customers overseas, right? And still has a good marketable shelf life. So that's, for example, a project we're working on right now, trying to uh, increase investment in the state into the technology, uh, which will allow uh, more of the milk to stay in class one uh, and to be exported as a fresh product in those markets. Uh, China, for example, you know, the, the prices of, of fluid milk, they are really high. There's yeah. a strong premium for fresh milk. They are mig migrating from UHT milk or milk powder to fresh milk. And of course, the California image is fabulous. So uh, <laughs> we know we have a, an inherent uh, uh, quality there to promote. But again, we need to have the product quality. So for example, that's an opportunity that we see and that uh, we're already engaged uh, very strongly in working on. Um, we're also working on at looking at opportunities for adding value to milk itself, right? And the specialty, specialty milk, see if we can uh, 
do omega-3 natural milk and others. So again, those would be projects where we will be collaborating with the California Dairy Research Foundation, with UC Davis, with Cal Poly, with Fresno State mm -hmm. to do some research and deliver uh, as quickly as we can uh, new findings so we can capture those value-added markets. So those are just two examples. Awesome. Well, that work is certainly appreciated. And I'm wondering if you have any thoughts about how dairy producers could engage with you or help with the work that you're doing um, here in California. I know our producers really eat this stuff up. They love to hear about these new innovations and the research that's going on that helps sell their products. So if you have any thoughts about that, I'm sure they would love to hear. Yeah, well, thank you so much for the question. And, and first of all, uh, I, I thank everyone for the patience, right? Because I'm new to the job, the job is new, and I have much to learn. Um, so we are very, very uh, eager to work with producers and see how we can help them. And the projects I mentioned, again, uh, looking at what we can do for value-added milk um, is something that I think will benefit directly producers. I'm just starting now that things are reopening, uh, scheduling visits with uh, producers. We're also looking at what we can do to help with farmstead operations, right? A lot of value can be yeah. added there and how we can support our farmstead producers uh, in terms of, uh, I know the challenges and it's really hard to comply with all the regulatory, regulatory, right, FISMA and all of this. So I hear already, for example, that some producers who are interested in farmstead or in processing their own milk, say, wow, it looks like there's so much to, so much to deal with. So definitely we're looking at developing programs, short courses, that will be uh, targeting, uh, essentially, I mean, uh, serving the need of producers. But here, we're here to learn. So I'm certainly only seeing the top of the iceberg and there's probably a lot more we can do. Well, I know that the Farmstead programs have really been popular the last several years as dairies are vertically integrating to increase their bottom line. So I know that's gonna certainly be appreciated and I work with quite a few of those guys. So we will definitely send them your way if they have questions in the future. Veronique, anything else you'd like our producers to know or you'd like to share with dairy producers about the work that your organization's gonna be doing moving forward? No, again, I mean, uh, I thank our producers for, for their contribution to the program uh, directly and indirectly, uh, again, through, through the checkoff. This is really super valuable. All I wanted to say that, you know, the CDIC is not focused on, on just doing research for the sake of doing research. Whatever we do, we will first develop a business plan and make sure that um, we deliver value and that the investment that we propose is measurable, you know, and, and balanced by the value it will deliver back to the producers. So uh, it's a different, a little bit of different business model or work model from the other research centers that are sometimes just focused on, 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 on education and, and, you know, creating, uh, developing masters and PhDs. Of course, we certainly value that uh, but for us, our model is really looking at the size of the prize, uh, making sure our board is totally um, understand it, understand the investment, gives us some feedback. So we will certainly work very closely through our board members. Uh, and all those, of course, who are uh, willing to get involved with us in help us zoom on those programs and those activities and those uh, 
the, again, those initiatives which deliver the greatest benefit to them. So that's totally our focus. Well, that is an amazing focus, I think. And we're very excited to work with you on that. And we just wanna thank you for joining us today and sharing a little bit about the program. And anytime that you have anything to share with producers or just wanna talk about the work you're doing, you are always welcome to join us. Thank you so much, Melissa, and look forward to working with you. And, uh, and again, we are getting a much better understanding of the needs of our producers in the state. So I'm really honored to be joining you and uh, look forward to working with you again. Well, thank you so much. Did you know that you can turn your dairy manure into cash? Bennett Environmental is offering above-ground dairy digesters at no cost to you. These systems can also remove nitrates from your lagoons to help you comply with water board regulations. Our proven above-ground technology will generate income for your dairy into the foreseeable future. Because we truck the renewable natural gas off-site, your dairy can profit regardless of your location. Bennett Environmental, turning your wastewater liabilities into sustainable assets. Learn more at bennett-environmental.com. A huge thank you to Kathleen Wolfley and Veronique Lagrange for joining us today. And also a thank you to all of our advertisers and sponsors for helping make this podcast possible. We hope everyone is having a great summer. Please remember to stay cool out there. And if you have questions, comments, or content requests for the podcast, you can always email me, mlima at wudairies.com, darby at d-a-r-b-y at wudairies.com. And remember, we'd love it if you would rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Thanks, everyone. Stay cool and have a great weekend. While West United Dairies respects the varied views of our podcast guests, please know that views expressed on Seen and Heard may not necessarily reflect the positions of the West United Dairies Board of Directors. Thank you to Western United Dairies' generous business sponsors, Gar Bennett, California Dairy Magazine, Farm Credit Alliance, FNR Ag Services, Moss Energy Works, Bennett Environmental, PG&E, and Yosemite Farm Credit. We appreciate our sponsors and thank them for their continued support. If you'd like more information on how to sponsor Western United Dairies or this podcast, please send us an email at info at wudairies.com. That's info at wudairies.com. I-E-S dot com.